0: This video is brought to you by Devout Decals, makers of reusable Catholic art for your home altar, your bedroom, and your home classroom. Hey, this is Anthony. Before we get into the video today, I just wanted to mention something about this article. A lot of Catholic commentators are talking about one glaring issue in this, and that is that Francis has essentially rejected or at least downplayed the formal church teaching on the whole life issue and the uh, Moloch ritual, as I have to call it around here. In this video, I'm not ignoring that. I'm saving that for another video in the next day or so. Probably Friday, if not Friday, then Monday. I'm going to tie it to something else, a story that no one else is talking about that I think is directly related, that shows a good contrast. So just bear with me in this. We are not ignoring that critical issue because, boy howdy, did he really stick his foot in his mouth on that one. It just deserves its own entire video dedicated to itself. Anyway, thanks and on with the show things are more divided in the church now than they have ever been before the church is like the world in this way we know the world is polarized with people not only clinging to their ideological commitments like never before but also being less tolerant of dissenting views that problem in the secular world is just as present in the church with the divide between traditionally minded catholics and the rest of the church more pronounced now than ever With Francis often throwing fuel on the fire, that stokes greater and greater division. He is himself the author of Division in the Church. Francis gave an interview to American Magazine that came out a couple of days ago, and in it he decries polarization, while also feeding into it simultaneously. But that interview did do something important. It illustrated a blind spot that he has. One that is almost tragic in a way, because for all of his talk about unity and his claimed disdain for ideology, he has exposed himself as the most ideological alleged pope of the last century. You may have seen this in passing online in the past few days, Francis talking about how polarization isn't Catholic. That's news to me. Jesus himself said he came to cause division, to separate sons from fathers and mothers from daughters. But Francis does not believe that divisions in the church are Catholic. And there is some truth to what he's saying since our lord wanted us to all be one to be united in faith where francis fails is that the divisions are caused by the revolution in the church that happened decades ago but many are waking up to now and actively resisting in the name of the true faith that we all hunger for interiorly francis doesn't get this when he says things like the following quote polarization is not catholic a catholic cannot think either or and reduce everything to polarization The essence of what is Catholic is both and. The Catholic unites the good and the not-so-good. There is only one people of God. When there is polarization, a divisive mentality arises, which privileges some and leaves others behind. The Catholic always harmonizes difference. If we see how the Holy Spirit acts, it first causes disorder. Think of the morning of Pentecost and the confusion and mess it created there, and then it brings about harmony. The Holy Spirit in the Church does not reduce everything to just one value, rather it harmonizes opposing differences. That is the Catholic spirit. The more harmony there is between the differences and the opposites, the more Catholic it is. The more polarization there is, the more one loses the Catholic spirit and falls into sectarian spirit. This saying is not mine, but I repeat it. What is Catholic is not either or, but is both and. Combining differences. And this is how we understand the Catholic way of dealing with sin, which is not puritanical. Saints and sinners, both together. It is interesting to see for the roots of what is Catholic in the choices that Jesus made. Jesus had four possibilities. Either to be a Pharisee, or to be a Sadducee, or to be an Essene, or to be a Zealot. These were the four parties, the four options of the time. And Jesus was not a Pharisee, nor a Sadducee, nor an Essene, nor a Zealot. He was something different. And if we look at the deviations in the history of the church, we can see that they are always on the side of the Pharisees, of the Sadducees, or the Essenes, or the Zealots. Jesus went beyond all this by proposing the Beatitudes, which are also something different. The temptation in the church was always to follow in these four paths. In the united states you have a catholicism that is particular to the united states that is normal but you also have some ideological catholic groups end quote francis is really worried about ideological groups in the church to the point where he will spout universalist nonsense like what he just said and when he says things like that he means traditionalist though when he's talking about ideology like myself and many of you watching or listening to this What the modernists in Rome want is submission to their every decree, even if what they demand is such an obvious break from the faith that a real rupture in the church is obvious to anyone watching and paying attention. But Francis is himself deeply ideological. His entire program since he ascended the throne of Peter has been pure, unfiltered ideology. Francis surrounds himself with ideologues. When confronted face-to-face with radical bishops trying to change the faith in radical ways, Francis does nothing to stop them. He saves his strongest barbs for the moderate American bishops and for traditional Catholics, both of whom stand in the way of his radical program to change the church. Francis was also asked about the role of women in the church in that interview, and specifically about, you guessed it, the ordination of women to the sacramental priesthood. This is a hot topic in the church at the moment because of the German synod and its synodal way demanding the church change its teaching on the ordination question but also because of the synod on synodality which francis is the driving force for every one of the national reports from the various countries of the western world all reported the same thing the lady who were permitted to participate in the synod on synodality want women ordained to the sacramental priesthood Francis is asked about the ordination of women, and his answer is long. I will try to break this up for you here to make it clear, because his answer is meandering and ambiguous in some places. And he says a lot of actually Catholic-sounding things here. It's worth going over. Quote, It is a theological problem. I think that we amputate the being of the church if we consider only the way of the ministerial dimension of the life of the church. The way is not only ordained ministry, The church is woman. The church is a spouse. We have not developed a theology of women that reflects this. The ministerial dimension, we can say, is that of the Petrine Church. I am using a category of theologians. The Petrine principle is that of ministry. But there is another principle that is still more important, about which we do not speak. That is the Marian principle, which is the principle of femininity in the church, of the woman in the church, where the church sees a mirror of herself because she is a woman and a spouse a church with only the petrine principle would become a church that one would think is reduced to its ministerial dimension nothing else but the church is more than a ministry it is the whole people of god the church is woman the church is a spouse therefore the dignity of women is mirrored in this way there is a third way the administrative way the ministerial way the ecclesial way Let us say, Marian, and the administrative way, which is not a theological thing. It is something of a normal administration, and in this aspect, I believe we have to give more space to women. Here in the Vatican, the places where we have put women are functioning better. For example, in the Council for the Economy, where there are six cardinals and six laypersons. Two years ago, I appointed five women among the six laypersons, and that was a revolution the deputy governor of the vatican is a woman when a woman enters politics or manages things generally she does better many economists are women and they are renewing the economy in a constructive way so there are three principles two theological and one administrative petrine principle which is the ministerial dimension but the church cannot function only with that one the Marian principle which is that of the spousal church the church as spouse the church as woman in the administrative principle which is not theological, but is rather that of administration, about what one does, quote. A simpler way of expressing what he is saying there is this. The church is the spotless bride of Christ, and it is also the mother and teacher of the world. The church has feminine aspects to it rooted in Marian theology, and the role Our Lady played in salvation history. Francis is repeating something the church has actually always said, at least in some parts here, and he's doing it in his own weird way. He's also repeating a lot of secular talking points about, you know, politics getting better when the other side runs things. Francis talks about an alternative toward ordaining women, which is to let women have high-profile positions in the administration of the church. He talks a bit about how he's already doing just that, by appointing women to these posts in the Roman Curia. He wants more of that. He is repeating his commitment in a way to not changing the church's teaching on who can be ordained. And that must make the German bishops quite angry. But he continues here, quote, And why can a woman not enter ordained ministry? It is because the Petrine principle has no place for that. Yes, one has to be in the Marian principle, which is more important. Woman is more. She looks more like the church, which is mother and spouse. I believe that we t- have too often failed in our catechesis when explaining these things. We have relied too much on the administrative principle to explain it. Which is the long in the long term does not work. This is an abbreviated explanation, but I wanted to highlight the two theological principles, the Petrine principle and the Marian principle, that make up the church. Therefore, that the woman does not enter into the ministerial life is not a deprivation. No, your place is that which is much more important, and which we have yet to develop. The catechesis about women in the way of Marian principle. End quote. No, uh, the modernists always go back to, let's just do more catechesis, that'll solve the problem. <laughs> he also makes it sound like this Petrine principle doesn't work or has thrown the church out of balance. His emphasis on the Marian principle, at least when answering this question, means a catechesis on the role of women in the church. What he's failing to grasp is that neither the majority of the women asking to be ordained nor their allies in the ordained ministry will take no for an answer or take that answer as an answer. While Francis is looking to American traditionalists as ideologues to be scared of, the truth of the matter is that Francis is surrounded by ideologues both in Rome and in the various bishops' conferences around the world. The Flemish bishops just visited him, as did the German bishops, and they're the biggest ideologues in the church hierarchy at the present time. Bishops of Belgium just met with Francis, and they reported that he was pleased with their blessing and new mass for uh, James Martin couples. If Francis is looking for ideologues, he should start by looking at his own allies and by looking in the mirror. Now, truthfully, Francis has said for years now that he doesn't have the power to change the church's teaching on the ordination of women. He's repeated that many times. That may not matter though, since the Synod is being billed as a movement of the Holy Spirit and who is Francis to deny the Holy Spirit what it demands of the church? If they, meaning the modernists, and Francis truly believe that the Holy Spirit is guiding the church in the synod on synodality and demanding the church change its teachings on this and other hot-button issues, then Francis or his successor will have no choice but to make the changes these radicals want. The pressure being exerted by the laity and by the bishops' conferences on this topic cannot be emphasized enough give you an example of this. This came from a bishops' conference outlet, La Croix Magazine. It's the online news site for the French bishops' conference. And they recently chastised the church, meaning the Roman curia, for relying too much on bishops, and not enough on the laity for important decision-making, and asked if this moment of synodality, whatever that means, in the church was the long-awaited opportunity to make some quote-unquote much-needed changes to the faith. So, next, a short excerpt from that article. Quote, the synodal process has really only just begun. It is in its fledgling stages and there is still a lot of ambivalence, skepticism, and even hostility towards it. But if it does actually begin to take root in the church and the hierarchy finds itself having to be in ongoing dialogue, even debate, with the people of God, it will be near impossible to simply ignore or easily reject the calls for change and reform it is surfacing. Obviously, the very idea of synodality can find no home in a top-down, monarchical system where only a tiny group of celibate men ultimately make all the decisions. But if it does become constitutive of the church, as Pope Francis says it must, then the church's current structure will have to be changed, because otherwise synodality will end up being nothing but an empty slogan, even a farce, if, for example, the Catholic faithful continue to be denied a say in how their bishops are selected. And that includes the Supreme Pontiff himself, the Bishop of Rome, end quote. Yes, the modernists want the laity to choose all the bishops in the church directly, including the Roman pontiff. What could go wrong? (laughs) In other words, the laity need a bigger role in the church. That's what they're saying. This is what the more radical elements within the bishops' conferences are saying. They're saying it around the world. And even Francis is saying it himself. The document that is synthesizing all the various national synodal reports is saying the same thing, too, and they all include a need to ordain women. So what is Francis to do? Look, do you think he'll just say... Well, this is a movement of the Holy Spirit, and who am I to judge? And then issue a proclamation, inventing out of thin air the ordained diaconate for women, while falsely linking it to the references in the New Testament about the women's diaconate. At the end of that American Magazine interview, Francis is asked about any regrets that he has in his time as the alleged Pope, and he answers that there were times when he didn't listen to the Spirit and got things wrong. Given that the Synod is allegedly a movement of the Spirit, that is food for thought. So let me know what you thought of this in the comments, please. Like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help. Sharing this on social media helps a lot as well. As always, pray for the Church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.